so there's been a nuclear attack, so, what do we do? There are three steps I want you to remember. Step 1, get inside fast. Get into a building and step away from the windows. Step 2, stay inside and clean yourself. Step 3, stay tuned and listen to the media. This is Bizarre Conspiracies. My name is Conrad, and I'm making just a little special episode for y'all today concerning New York City's PSA about what to do if the U.S. gets nuked. It's been receiving a whole lot of criticism online. It is technically about prepping, so I thought, hey, I should probably weigh in on this. It's got five main issues that I can deduce from it. And a lot of these is just the way that the information is presented. I think that the three steps were get inside, stay inside, and listen to the media. The first issue is people don't really want to think about nukes. And it just doesn't come off as very tactful. It makes you feel more afraid and uncertain about the future than when you first started. It doesn't help you feel like you're prepared for a nuke. Another issue is most people look at that and go, that wouldn't even help anyway. So why would I even do that? It just doesn't seem like it is possible to survive a nuke to some people. They feel like, even if I could survive a nuke, I don't think I'd want to. The world would be so messed up afterwards, I'd rather just die in the explosion. I, I read that all the time in comment sections or I hear that from people is, you know, my plan is I'm just going to go and stand out there and get vaporized. The third issue is it's kind of dismissive of one's concerns. It has this part in there where it says, Don't ask questions like, why is this happening? Or how is this happening? Just know that it is happening. And the issue with that is, yeah, I guess in a sense that does make sense. It doesn't matter why you're getting nuked. But what you're doing is dismissing people's concerns. And you're giving out information. Not answering questions does not go a long way to building trust. And overall, doesn't build confidence in this PSA. And that brings us to the fourth issue. They just feel like they're talking down to you. Like, we're smarter than you. We know what's best for you. Don't ask questions. We got this. Just let us handle it. And you just stay out of the way kind of a thing. It does feel a little condescending. But I think probably the biggest issue of all is it's just not the best way that you should be preparing for nukes. The whole get inside, stay inside... And listen is okay, but I mean, really, it's not nearly enough. <laughs> so the real issue uh, overall is it just inspires fear. It doesn't inform. It just scares people. If you're going to be teaching people about nukes, you should inform why you're doing something and not just do it. A good example of this is they say in prepping never store water in used food containers if something's been used for say holding milk never store water in it 
and they don't say why. So you go, well, that's just a worthless piece of information right there you just told me. But if I told you that the reason that you don't want to store water inside of a container that used to hold food like milk is because the probability you'll get out all the bacteria that's in milk, all the live cultures that are inside of that, is very minimal and so when you put water in there you'll have bacteria in there and it'll eventually spoil the water and you won't notice it and when you drink that water it'll make you sick well now you have a little more information about it because if you understand why the issue is bacteria then you would be able to better guard against it and you'll be more likely to use that information to a better use so to bring this back to nukes they don't tell you why you're doing it. They're just telling you, hey, do this, but not why. So the first thing that I'm going to tell you to do is you should go out and educate yourself on nukes. The first place to start, this video just came out, and it is amazing. It's made by a fella called Ryan Macbeth, and he's got a YouTube channel by the same name. He just put out a video, and it's called How Nuclear Weapons Work. And it's amazing. It starts at the beginner level and it takes you all the way through in about 45 minutes and it'll explain almost everything you need to know about nukes. It's great. Can't recommend it enough. Once you've watched that video, you'll know enough about nukes to understand how it's dangerous, how it kills you, and how to safeguard against it. And once you've understand a bit about nukes, you'll understand that what they're trying to teach you in this public service announcement is how to safeguard against nuclear fallout and not a nuclear blast. The difference being a nuclear blast is the initial explosion, while fallout is what happens when that blast touches the ground, superheats that earth, radiates it, makes it radioactive, and then sucks it up into the air, and then it floats along as a cloud, and then drifts down along the ground. That is fallout because it's falling out of the sky. Now, the big difference between protecting against a blast and radiation fallout is the blast requires strong structural integrity while protecting against fallout just requires that you have a shield that will protect you from dust you're only protecting against dust when it comes to fallout which is a whole lot lower bar than the blast of a nuclear bomb and most nuclear prepping is against fallout you can build a concrete bunker way down under the ground and protect yourself from a nuclear blast as well as fallout but for the most part let's just concentrate on fallout because it's the easiest to deal with and it'll actually go a long way because the blast is comparatively smaller than the fallout fallout will be the majority of the casualties and the blast will be a minority so let's concentrate on the fallout okay now in that video that mcbeth put out there you'll learn that there's four different types of radiation that come from a blast there's alpha particles, beta particles, gamma radiation, and neutrons. Neutrons are only an issue from the actual blast itself. In the fallout, the neutrons won't travel in the fallout cloud, so it'll just be alpha particles, beta particles, and gamma radiation from that. Uh, being indoors will protect you entirely from alpha particles and beta particles. Only gamma radiation is the only one that will be able to travel through a wall. Now an alpha particle and a beta particle can hurt you if it hits you directly or if you ingest it. Mostly if you ingest it is where it can really do damage to you because if it hits your skin, it'll ionize your skin, which is not the end of the world. It may give you skin cancer, but the real issue is when it ionizes your white blood cells. And it can only do that if you eat it. Alpha particles and beta particles are 
obviously microscopic. You can't tell when they're in the house or whatnot. So just make sure that you try and keep particles from floating around into the building that you're hiding in, your shelter. And the gamma radiation, although it will pass through the walls, a good wall made out of like concrete and brick can reduce radiation up to 50% of uh, gamma radiation. And if it's passing through more than just a wall, let's say you're down in a basement, it will pass through dirt. And when it goes through dirt, that's even better because dirt has a lot of water in it and water's great at stopping radiation. So if you're down in a basement, it'll stop up to about 95%. So only 5% of gamma radiation will generally be able to pass into a basement, which that's, that's amazing. That'll do a whole lot for you. Now, in the video, it says you want to get inside, stay inside video. It says you want to move to the center of a building. Now, if you watched Ryan Macbeth's video, you'll know the reason for that is it'll actually move you away from the emitting sources of the dust that settles, that has the radiation in it. And so the further you move away from it, the more likely it is to miss you. If you move double the distance, it will have a exponential effect at reducing the radiation. So if you're, say, 10 feet from the dust outside and you move to the center of the building, you find a place where you're 20 feet, it will radically reduce the amount of radiation that is able to hit you. The only thing that I would say that you should do, I haven't really seen mentioned in a lot of these places, not on a website or in Ryan McBeth's video, is you should store food. Now, you should store food for up to a week. Now, here's the thing. If you go inside a building and you stay there away from the radiation for a week, the radiation will drop a lot in the first week. Now, it's kind of odd because you would think that radiation stays radioactive for a long time, but the vast majority of radiation dies off within the first day. So the alpha particles and the beta particles and all of that will go away within the first two days, I think it is. And then there'll just be gamma radiation after that. So here's my seven steps if I'm going to try and make it better than <laughs> that PSA. Number one, go watch Ryan McBeth's video. There'll be a link. Number two, find a good shelter before nukes start flying. What you're looking for is a tall building or a building with a basement. What you want to do is find a way that you can access this building. So generally, you'd want it to be a place where you could go to. So do you know somebody who lives in an apartment nearby? that you could go to. And if so, you would go to them and say, hey, in case of a nuclear bomb going off, could I come and stay at your apartment? Because your apartment is pretty darn safe when it comes to nukes. And you would give them enough food and water put inside a safe spot inside that apartment that you and them and everybody else that they want to put inside that apartment have enough for the week. What you're looking for is a place elevated into the air, but you wouldn't want to be all the way at the top. You generally want to be about in the middle unless there is a building nearby that the roof is about equal to the middle of that building. And the reason for this is all that radioactive dust is going to come down and settle, right? And that's the stuff you want to stay away from. So you want to get as far away from that as possible, which is the middle of a building, because the dust that settles on top of the building is about the equal distance as the dirt around the bottom. So that's why you'd want to be in the middle. Except if there's a building right next to it that has its roof, right at the middle of that building and there's dust sitting on that. Well, then you want to offset it. You'd want to move up away from that one about a floor. So that way, that floor, or maybe, so let's say you're on an 11-story building. 
at the seventh story there's a roof right next to it you'd want to go to like the ninth floor would be the safest and then if you sat in the middle any dust that's resting on the window sills or balconies on the side of the building as far away as possible and then you just sit there for seven days but that's where the next thing come from you didn't want to stock it there's enough food for up to seven days because after seven days all that fallout is really going to be almost harmless at that point crazy to think about that a place like chernobyl is still radioactive after all these years but a nuclear bomb will not be and the reason for that is because chernobyl scattered reactor fuel that has long half-lives around the difference would be after a nuclear bomb goes off all that fuel is efficiently reacted and all that's left is atoms and that sort of thing that has a very short half-life so a place like nagasaki or hiroshima has almost no radiation to it at all because it was a nuclear bomb that went off but a place that had a reactor spill where reactor fuel came out has a longer half-life and is still radioactive so that's why so step three is stock food into that place for about a week uh, so you'd want water probably a gallon per person per day so seven gallons per person and then you'd want food i would recommend for a beginner just getting those survival rations they're like a little pack that comes with six little cakes in it and each cake is 400 calories and you'd eat one of those for each meal it's not a whole lot but you know it's a great place for a beginner to start i've lived on that stuff for four days and it's doable it's not necessarily fun but it's doable especially if all you're doing is sitting around you don't burn in a lot of calories you don't actually need a whole lot of energy so that's a good thing and it doesn't take much room and it's shelf stable and it doesn't need to cook it's great so food and water seven days then the fourth step would be if there is blast that happens try and get into the shelter before it happens number five would be to limit the amount of radioactive contamination getting into the building so what you're trying to do is stop dust you're not trying to stop microscopic particles you're trying to stop dust you're trying to limit as much air movement as possible from the inside to the outside you wouldn't want to go outside you wouldn't want to open the door wouldn't want to open the window you would want to seal things up as best as possible and if you have time before bombs start falling boarding up the window wouldn't be a bad idea in fact boarding up the window after the bombs have fallen haven't wouldn't be a bad idea and if a window breaks because of the blast you definitely want to board it up so maybe some board hammer and a nail wouldn't be bad either to be uh, stocking up and, and the last one would you would want to wait till the radiation outside stops to 10 rem or 100 millisieverts depending on which conversion you're using and the reason why i'd say you're waiting for that as opposed to waiting until people come and tell you is that last part where it says in that PSA that terrible PSA where it says and listen to the media for when it's safe or what to do next just stay tuned the reason why that's so bad is I mean after a blast there's not going to be a whole lot of communication from the outside world there's not going to be radio towers broadcasting information out but maybe there is maybe it's just a limited strike from North Korea maybe russia wasn't able to get most of its missiles in the air they got caught off guard and blown up most of the but there was one sub out there that got a few missiles off who knows it's possible there still might be some but probability is there is not so you want to plan for the radiation to drop down to 10 rem now you can buy gadgets that you can test it to see when it's safe to go out or you can just wait seven days and then you'll know for sure that the radiation levels are really low 
And then the last one would be reach out to local relief efforts in the area or local survivors and try and piece together what to do next and then try and move someplace where there is no radiation. That's my seven steps and hopefully it's better than theirs. If you're feeling stressed out about it, I wouldn't watch the PSA. It doesn't really help you all that much. But if you learn about nukes and you learn about radiation and fallout and all of that sort of thing, you'll generally find that it's not actually as frightening as you would think once you actually know it. So that would be my advice to you if you're freaking out over possibility of a nuclear war. Anyway, it's just my little response video. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you in the next episode.